Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy for Me. And there's a very good chance that this episode of TFM may well be the shortest one I've ever done. And I know I've said that before. But the things I want to talk about this week, I don't think are going to... They've interested me and I think they're quirky and I think they're they're non-ranty and non-political, which is nice for a change. And I've got kind of a bit of a... Almost the beginnings of a seasonal vibe going on. Um, so I kind of wanted to do something that was a little bit... A little bit, not more positive, but just a little bit more, well, yeah, a bit more upbeat, I guess. So, but I don't think they're going to take long to explain. So we could be wrapped up in, in 10 minutes. It's entirely possible. If I, you know, if I literally, if I pull my finger out, we could be done in about about 10. Now, as I say, probably won't happen, but I'm going to put it out there and see how we, we get on. So in the spirit of trying to do that, let's get down to it with a bit of that twangy guitar. <laughs> Welcome to the Halloween 100. I've probably mentioned in the past that ours is one of those streets where uh, when All Hallows' Eve comes round, we get loads and loads of trick-or-treaters. And I don't know how I don't know how the words spread. I don't know if it's a school gate thing or if it's a kids talking in the playground thing. I'm not quite sure how it works, but you tend to know the streets in your area that are good as a trick-or-treat. Uh, street and I think all that means is that there's just a higher proportions of households that take um, take part I don't think it's necessarily I don't think it's a I mean is it a, is it a kind of a, a kind of an, an affluent thing I don't think it is I think it just I think it's because where we are there's quite a lot of families live in and around this particular uh, the couple of streets that make up where I live and for whatever reason we've just always been one of the Halloween uh streets um and i've now got visions because we've got a we've got a lamppost outside our house that's a little bit like the one in the exorcist so i don't know why that's now floating through my head but the point is we went out this morning to buy sweets and i always try and buy and i think to be i think i might have to rethink this in in going through a cost of living crisis but i always like to buy the the kind of the the mini bars you know the bags that you get with about 18 or 20 things of skittles or um you know or milky bars or mars or what have you the kind of little ones they're kind of bigger than what you get in a celebrations tub uh, it's fun size isn't it it's what we used to call fun size i don't know if anybody calls them fun size anymore and you used to be if you shopped around this is going to get very northern if you shopped around you used to be able to get them for uh, approximately um sort of 10 pence each so you'd pay two pounds for a bag and you would get approximately 20 bars in there and that was kind of always my marker of right okay that's a good deal you know and you'd look on the, the number of sort of bars or packs in the packet and you'd go right okay well they're 189 and there's 18 packs perfect that's brilliant that's about where we need to be and so we and we and even even now and everything is seriously going up. But even now, we we in Morrison's we managed to get bags that that count. So we were kind of you know we spent we actually had a fifteen percent off confectionery voucher for Morrison's, which worries me about who they think we are. But anyway, leave that one to one side. So we managed to get it all. We spent about a tenner, and we ended up with the equivalent of of, of about a hundred. You know, and a mixture of, of of all the things you'd expect, sort of the crunches and the, cur- the mini curly whirlies and all that kind of stuff, skittles and and, and all those kind of things, and um, and they all went. We had, I think, we had like two packs of M and M's at the end, which we'd kind of squirrelled away 
because uh, Jack liked those, and that's that was all we had. We went through, and it was done because it got very wet and very cold very quickly. And I went out for a walk, uh, got soaking wet through, came back, caught the last little bit of the trickle-treater action, and we were done by 7 o'clock, and we'd gone through 100. So we'd had 100 trickle-treaters in an hour and a quarter, which I think, and we've always had a lot, but I think that might be a new record. Tuesday. So this is already going wrong, because I'm at 4 minutes 28 seconds, and I've only just finished the first day so it's already a problem this 10 minute thing but i'll keep going i'll keep going this one's going to be quicker i promise for a long while in our house josh has been saying micro every time he puts something in the microwave to the point where it's become something that we all now do we all now say micro um except i didn't know why i just assumed it was something that the kids did um and it was probably something a bit Insta or tiktok I, I didn't really know why, but anyway, except to the fact micro was a thing. What I didn't realise, and I found out today because it popped up on the uh, BBC uh, app, was that it was Nigella who started it, and it's like a year or two years old. And there's a video of her doing something, I can't even remember what the recipe was, and she mentioned popping something into the micro And it all then stemmed from there, and apparently Twitter... Or the internet, but I think it was Twitter, blew, literally blew up in like a moment. And everybody just got totally into micro And it's come the other way for us via Josh. No idea that it actually goes back to the domestic goddess herself. So I'm going to put a link um, with the original video on uh, the original clip on the notes. Because uh, I just thought it was brilliant. <laughs> Wednesday. Okay, so I've been talking, we've been having a conversation around the house and I've come up with the idea of a circular Christmas. And I don't know if it'll work, and I quite like it in principle, and it, but it might not be possible. And it's going to involve having to go into the loft probably a couple of times. But we've got a couple of things that we need to sell on eBay. I've got a guitar um, that I'm, I need to uh, to move on because I'm just not using it. And we've got a, um, a trip trap chair which was what we had instead of a high chair and um it's got to the point where it's we, we just don't use it anymore but it, both boys used it it's been absolutely superb it they are incredible if you don't know what trip trap are they are absolutely fantastic and and they're selling on ebay they're still going for well in excess of 100 pounds on ebay and uh, so we we're gonna we're gonna we thought okay we'll sell those two things on and that prompted me to think, well, if we had a rummage around and there were other things that we weren't using that other people could potentially use, why don't we try and have a circular Christmas? So why don't we try and finance the the Christmas bit, particularly the presents, but if we can do it all, we'll try and do it all, by repurposing things that, that we've got stored that we're not using that other people would probably find a useful. So we've got a few uh, a few toys and bits and pieces uh, that would fit into that kind of uh, kind of concept. But we've also got some bits of furniture and a few other things. Uh, I've got some bits of hi-fi equipment. So it's entirely possible we could do this. It's going to involve a little bit of. Uh, I mean, I've, if we could have done a if we could have done a car boot sale, that would have helped. And I might look out to see if there's a car boot sale between now and Christmas that could possibly do it. But it's just the whole thing of actually could we. Could we take things that have got 
plenty of life in them, move them on, and use them to um, to 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 finance Christmas this year, and actually talk about it as part of the process. And then, whilst we're doing that, could we look at things for Christmas this year where we could avoid? Um, we could avoid maybe things with excess packaging or avoid things that we could make ourselves, uh, particularly if we can source local ingredients to make them. Could we do that as well to try and uh, make it circular in terms of the fact of how it's funded, but also see if we can actually do as much as possible local to uh, avoid as, uh, you know, a lot of transportation if we, we can. I don't know if it's going to work. It sounds like it sounds a bit, it does sound a bit woke. Uh, granted, I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll let you have that one, um, but I think it might be nice to try. So I'm going to see I'm going to see if we can do it, and I'll keep you in the loop. Thursday, the second of things that have passed me by, and this is absolutely brilliant. Um, so it turns out that celebrations are not going to include bounty bars in them this year because it's been widely voted uh, or the bounty bar has been well it's the marmite of of chocolate bars it's the one that that really divides opinion and and it's it's the least favorite of the options in celebrations with i think the maltesers being the favorite option in celebrations so they're removing they're doing no bounty tubs of celebrations in certain Tesco stores. It's not everywhere. They've not made the decision for the entire box. But if you are one of those people for whom you get to the end of the box and all you've got left is eight bounty bars, then then you can go to a Tesco. And I think it's quite an interesting gimmick. And uh, and, it, and it plays on getting your you know as much value as possible out of your confectionery when you're thinking about you know, making sure you spend every penny wisely. So there's there's kind of a nice little story in there and it plays on that kind of, you know, love or hate thing with Bounty Bar, which is fine. What I didn't know was that last year, celebrations allowed people to return their uneaten Bounty Bars after Christmas and swap them for Maltesers. And they did that in, I think it was London, Manchester and Glasgow. And I can't believe I missed that because there was a really nice social media campaign went with it. And there's a really great little video, which I'll put on the notes and share, which is absolutely fantastic. And I don't know. I mean, I'm, I kind of fall in that. I like a, I like a bounty bar. So I fall in that liking bounty kind of vibe. I have no problem with, with, in fact, I'd probably leave the Snickers over the bounty if I was going to be honest so um and i feel i feel a bit for the for the bounty bar it's kind of it is the kind of the underdog um you know the the ugly duckling of the confectionery world so i do feel uh for the bounty bar but i just loved i loved what they did with a little video i thought it was a really nice little marketing idea uh, i quite like what's being what's being done here though i think i think there'll be a bounty backlash and I think there'll be a lot of love for the bounty bar on the back of this, uh, but we'll we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, I, the nicest I think the nicest thing I've seen all week. Friday. Okay, not under ten minutes, but definitely, definitely sure we're on the last section. I'm only on eleven twenty at the moment, so it's going to come in well under fifteen minutes, which is a minor miracle for me. And today's is not even very long either. Um, I was chatting last night to a guy called Doug Cower, and we were interviewing, interviewing him for the 9 to 42 podcast, Jason and I, and he has this brand called Cower Guitars, and he was in Sacramento in the US, and he was a really, really, really great fella. I was looking at his website, 
and there's a wonderful line about uh, the fact that he produces these uh, perfectly cromulent guitars. And I had no idea what the word cromulent meant. And so I went up, I went to look for the word cromulent, and I found that cromulent means acceptable, adequate and acceptable. Um, so we we got onto the call and we said to Doug, look, this is, love your website, look, everything's great, love the, like your terminology, love the word cromulent. Where on earth have you found the word cromulent? That's a really interesting word to use. And it turns out he's a big Simpsons fan. And the word cromulent was a construct. It was used in a, a Simpsons episode and it was it was constructed, you know, for the episode itself. But it's since become very much in, in parlance and has been recognised as a, as a word proper. So when I did a search for it, I found it no problem. Um, but actually, it only, it's 1996 when it was first coined. Uh, for this Simpsons episode, and it just happened to be that Doug is a is a really really big Simpsons fan. But in the context of, I think the, the putting on your website that the product that you make, and they're about three and a half thousand pounds ago, these things, is just a perfectly adequate guitar. I think he's brilliant. I think it was just genius bit of marketing. I'll put the link to their website on there because it's a really it's a really nice website. I mean, in fact, a lot of the guitar. Builders, a lot of the independent guitar builders' websites are really, 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 really good, really clever, and that was just a really nice word. So, the the week, the week which has been, I mean, there's lots of other things that have gone on this week that have, that have been fine, and you know, um, I had a situation a couple of weeks ago where I was on a train coming back, and the train stopped at Doncaster, and I had to get a cab from Doncaster to Wakefield. And and it was it was fine. It was an annoying delay because it was you know ten o'clock at night and it put and it put me back an extra hour. Um, but I got an email saying we're going to refund your ticket. So I got the money back for a ticket, which was which which was completely unexpected. So that was that was quite nice. Um, you know, there's a, a new Anola Holmes film on Netflix, which I'm sure will make me smile. I I, I sat and I took myself off the bed on Tuesday. I didn't feel very well on Tuesday. I ended up having a few hours in bed. I just felt cold and shivery and what have you. And I very rarely take myself off to bed, but I did on Tuesday. And I ended up watching the un, the, the unbearable weight of massive talent, the Nick Cage uh, pastiche, and thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, you know, so it's just been one of those weeks where everything that's kind of hit me from different angles has kind of has kind of made me smile really. And it, and as I say, some of the stuff I've missed, some of the stuff that that you know I I I I've just been charmed by. So it's been one of those it's been one of those weeks, and it's nice to be at this point in time on a Friday evening, uh, still warmed by a lot of the stuff that's gone on. Um, I hope you're well. Uh, I hope you had a good week as well. I hope you I hope you uh, hope you just about coping and surviving. Uh, and I'm going to sign off now. And we're not going to quite make it for 15 minutes, but it's not much over. So you've got an extra bit of your Saturday morning now that you weren't expecting. So go and go and find something to make you smile in the in the sort of five to eight minutes that you would normally doing listening to this. Go and find something different to amuse yourself with. And I'll speak to you next week. <laughs> therapy for me then please subscribe and share as you see fit this has been an a short stories production